Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 418 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm breaking down how to get out of your own way. Now, I'm not going to lie, this is not something that I can really say that I'm speaking from personal experience on, but I was asked this question twice within the past like three days, and I was like, all right, let me think about it. Let me write some stuff out. Let me try to create some action items and do an episode. So here is that episode. All that and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and welcome back to yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So let's jump right on into this bad boy today. We're talking about how to get out of your own way. And the reason this is today's topic, like I said in the little intro, is no joke, within the past, I don't know, like three days, I have had two separate people on two separate platforms reach out to me and ask me specifically with those words, how do I get out of my own way? And one of them actually... Uh, proposed, opposed the idea, uh, the soft suggestion, and was just like, hey, could you maybe do a podcast episode? Uh, this person has, you know, they were like, I listen to your other episodes, I listen to your, you know, I watch your posts and read your posts and read your emails and things like that. And they were like, but maybe something that's specifically for this, you know, might be helpful. Either way, I'm grateful. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So the first person asked, um, for resources. And I was like, I don't have resources for this because it's not something that I can say that I have ever had an issue with. And I don't say that to put anyone down who, you know, does have that issue. But a lot of the time when I'm speaking, what I look to do is pull from my own experience, you know, my own personal experience. And then obviously if I've been coaching people and things like that, but it's definitely easier if you have direct personal experience with it. And I can't say that I've had a time where I was like, man, I want to do this thing, but I just got to get in my own way. If I want to do something, then I'm going to go and do it. And I, when I'm when I was fleshing this out and I was outlining this episode, that was the first thing I kept thinking about was that if I wanted to do it, really, it was my goal, then I would figure out a way to do it. And I want to start with that. And again, I'm not, this episode isn't about blaming you if you're unable to get out of your own way, if you feel a certain way. Let's like, it's never, that's never the case. Like I, I feel like I, put that disclaimer out in a lot of episodes and like I kind of want to because I'm like, duh, you folks know. I'm not blaming you for anything. But for me, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And a lot of the people who I work with are the same way, meaning if they have a task and they've been putting it off forever and they never really get around to it. And when I say task, I mean like a big thing. It typically means they don't actually want to do it. If they're like, yeah, you know, I started a podcast or something like that. And I'm like, you don't fucking want to do it. Don't do it. It's fine. Because those same people, when they are in it and they want to do it, they will sit and like write a whole book in a single day. And I'm like, see? So the first thing that I want to 
you know, tease out and have you ask yourself if you are this person that's, you know, struggling to get out of your own way, do you want this thing? And this isn't one of those like, how bad do you want it? No, this is, do you actually want this thing? Is this thing, whatever it is, is this a borrowed goal? Is this one of those things that you think you should be doing? Because if that's the case, throw that shit in the trash and just move on with your life. You don't need to do that. Go find things that you actually want to be doing. The other part of this is, do you feel like you should be able to do this thing? So that's different to me than you should do it, right? I think the should do it often lends itself to borrowed goals where you should be able to do it. We start looking at comparisonitis and looking at others. And that's problematic. So if you fall into that category of you, you're like, I should be able to do this. Yes, I want to do this. And I feel like I should be able to do it, but I can't. And I feel like I am getting in my own way. Okay, well, then the next step that I want to address are your circumstances. So this is not about, you know, playing victim and staying in the same place. This is about acknowledging things that may be science, so I was having a discussion with Sandy. Y'all know Sandy. If you're new to the podcast, Sandy is my accountant, and maybe she's soon to be yours. I don't know. She's the best. A lot of the listeners do use her. A lot of people in my ecosystem use her because literally, she's the best. So uh, Courtney, if you could link those episodes, thank you. I bring Sandy on the beginning of the, of the year because I want people to be fiscally, have their, have their shit together, uh, have their financial house in order. But I was talking to, her, to Sandy and being the old man that I am, and I was like, shit's just too expensive. It's just too damn expensive. Being alive costs too much money. Like, it just costs way too much money. And I had a discussion with Lex as well. For those of you who don't know, Lex is my superhero, superstar, left and right hand woman, digital all-star. She does all the things. Courtney, from that episode as well? Yeah, thank you. Um, and Courtney, for those of you who don't know, is my amazing podcast episode. Ep- podcast episode. What? My amazing podcast editor. We don't have an episode together yet, but it'll happen. So talking to Sandy and being an old man, saying things are too damn expensive, and then having a discussion with Lex as well, because we're talking about physical therapy and physical therapists and cash-based and taking ownership for things and actually getting to clients who want to pay and who want to like get better. And a big part of the problem is that PT school costs too damn much as well. Because when you go to PT school, you take on loans, and then those loans become part of your cost of living when you graduate, right? Trying to repay them. And suddenly you're like, dude, I got a $1,000 monthly payment. I'm trying to live somewhere. I saw, an, I don't know, a tweet thing came up. I got an email about it. A Twitter thing came up, and it was something about the you know, top 10 most expensive places to live. And I think Boston actually jumped up there because because of the way the zone the zoning is and it's all single family homes that means they can't make more affordable housing there so the prices goes up for apartments because there's less of them there's more demand and it was like three thousand dollars or something for a one bedroom and i was like dude just it's too damn expensive to be alive right inflation is a very very real thing i said i actually shared a I reshared a someone's post, this financial account that I follow. I reshared his post to my stories, I don't know, a few days ago, because it was like it was a graph just showing the increase of of things, of everything, and the number, the thing that was increasing the fastest was actually healthcare. And it's just it's just so expensive to be alive. And maybe this is like you know three minutes here of being a Debbie Downer, but it's also very real. And there's so much stress that comes along with it. And if you are in that situation where like you're wondering about 
paying your bills and rent and food and your family, like that is fucking stressful. And so if you're sitting there like, I should be able to do this. I should have more energy. But you're also experiencing all that life stress. Then no, you shouldn't because energy is finite and all that stress is taking your energy 100%. So if that's you, I really do want you to, you know, be realistic about your circumstances. And this doesn't mean that you don't go after the thing that you want, but we have to go at things in a very rational and reasonable way. And being mindful of our circumstances is part of that. So like, perfect example, I didn't give you folks a, an update on my knee, but one of my circumstances now is that my leg is busted. So I can't just be like, why can't I do more stuff? Because my fucking leg is busted. That's the circumstances that are, that are at play right now. It's healing. Uh, I'm, I'm really in the strengthening phase now. Uh, I do think I had Anna come in and, you know, she worked with me and I do think there was a slight dislocation there. And, uh, there's definitely soft tissue injury because there was definitely soft tissue injury because of the, I just, the way the healing is going and what I feel, I definitely think there was MCL involvement, which I think has healed faster. And then, um, some meniscal involvement, which, you know, can just be flapping around in there. So walking is much better. I'm, I'm, way more able to go up and down the stairs, but there's still some discomfort. There's very minimal swelling. Range of motion remains good. And I'm in the strengthening phase. Uh, the other day I, I kind of bumped everything up. And then the next day my quad was like, I'm dead. And I was like, this doesn't feel, it just felt weird. And that I spoke about this, I think in one of the earlier episodes, how when you have swelling and you get a kind of like arthrogenic inhibition and muscles are not firing the same way, you can feel like you have like a really bad injury, but it's just like your shit's just, it's literally not firing so that it protects you. Because if everything could still contract, then you'd go and do stuff and you'd hurt yourself more. So your body's like, nope, we ain't giving it to you. So last night I shocked the shit out of my leg uh, with my stim unit. And no, I didn't like, you know, cause an injury. Uh, but there's there's definitely value to that. And I'm really grateful that I have the skill set and the knowledge to be able to, and also have the, the products. I bought that stim unit that I used. I bought that years ago when I was still doing CrossFit. Um, so I'm really glad, one, that it still works, two, that I know how to use it, and uh, three, that, that it helped out. Definitely feeling better today. But I want us to be cognizant of our, circum of our circumstances when we are thinking about getting out of our own way because the next step is to take radical responsibility. And there are certain things that are out of your control. That's fine. Leave them be. And then we say, what is within my control? What can I actually control about moving towards this goal, this thing that I want? From there, we have to adopt that all or something mentality, right? Where something is always better and something is always more than nothing. I think a lot of people have an all or nothing mentality. I actually did a, I had two presentations today and one was with some students and one, this chick, one chick, she just went off and I was like, you are, I, I'm seeing you get ahead of yourself and ask yourself questions and stop yourself with things that don't matter. They're so far in the future, like that, that isn't actually important. And what I've seen in helping people with this and coaching with them, coaching them on this and coaching them through this is that people oftentimes have a very much an all or nothing mentality. And they're like, well, if I can't address all of those things, then I'm not even going to start. Or they start thinking about the problems and they go down like the rabbit hole big time. They go through all the things and they're like, well, it's probably just, just, I know I just shouldn't even start because it's just so massive and taking that small step isn't, or taking any step isn't going to do anything. We have to understand that it absolutely will do something. I think if we take a step back from what I'm saying here, and this is something I spoke about with the, the class earlier today, 
If you can commit to doing something for 10 years and not needing an ROI during that time, you will succeed. I promise you. Whatever that thing is. If you're like, I, I will give myself 10 years of working as hard as I can on this thing, being diligent about it, being focused about it, and I'm not going to worry about an ROI during that time, aka I'm not going to be urgent, you will succeed. It's a long-ass time. But most people are not willing to wait that time. They want things to happen faster. They need it to happen right now. And then they start thinking about all the things, and they're like, there's no way it could happen right now because I can't. And then they're like, oh, I can't, I can't even start. There's no point in even starting. We got to change our mindset here and change our approach here. One, we're taking radical responsibility. We're saying, what can I control? What can I actually influence? From there, recognizing that it's not all or nothing and that something will always be more than nothing. And then kind of piggybacking on that, giving ourselves the time and asking ourselves, am I willing to work at this thing for 10 years? That is the timeline. I know I say 18 months, but I want you to think about in terms of 10 years. Am I willing to do that? This success that I'm having online and you know my online business, dude, I graduated from PT school in 2010. This business I run right now was being built back then. And the skill set that I was, skills that I were taking, the skills that I Skills that I was, skills that I were taking. That was, that was wild. My brain just like short-circuited. Courtney, leave that in. Let, let the people hear. Those skills, I was fostering those things and growing those things, and they contribute to how I show up today. And it's 2022. It's been 12 years. So we have to ask ourselves, am I willing to work that long without an ROI, a direct ROI during that time? Have I had... ROIs during that time? Absolutely. But that wasn't like, I didn't have a time frame. I was like, it has to happen right now. You just let things happen. So we went radical responsibility. We went, is moving ourselves from this all or nothing, all or none mentality. We are acknowledging our circumstances. And from here, I want to get tactical. You've decided, yes, this is my goal. It's not a borrowed goal. I want to do this thing, and I am getting in my way. We've acknowledged the circumstances. You know, these things are contributing. These are outside of my, my control. We flipped over, flipped the script, and said, okay, but these are things that I can control. Regarding these things, I understand that working towards accomplishing them is not all or nothing, that something will always be more than nothing. Now we look to take action. This is where we get strategic though, and we have to break it down. This is where we're going to have process goals, not outcome goals. And so the thing you want to do, that is the outcome. You're like, I want to run a marathon. I want to start an online business. I don't know. Those are all outcomes. We need you to get tactical here and break it down into the process, the steps that are required in order to achieve that goal. I've said this a million times. I'll say it a million more. Let it be easy. So when we're looking at the steps, break them down into the smallest parts. So I put a post up about this the other day, and someone asked, and the example I gave was like, if you're trying to run, if your goal is to start running, that's the outcome. Running is the outcome. You need to think about what are the steps in order to run. Is it that you have to lay your clothes out? Is it that you have to put your sneakers on? Is it that, you know, the, the big one, have your sneakers near the door? Is it that, I don't know, I literally don't know what it is that will help you be able to have that outcome of running. But list those things out 
And then we look to just do one thing at a time. Again, this comes down to more something, more, this comes down to something will always be more than nothing. So we have to be okay with that longer timeline and say, all right, if my goal is to get outside and run, then first thing I'm going to just do is for a week, I'm going to set my clothes out. And that is the victory. Setting my clothes out the night before is the victory. Maybe, you know, the next week we habit stack and we keep, we send them out and then we wake up five minutes earlier. We don't do anything differently besides that. We just wake up five minutes early and go with our routine. And then the next week from there, we have the clothes out, we wake up five minutes earlier and we put our shoes on. Like things like that. And I know maybe you're listening to me like, are you just going to walk around in your clothes and then change them? I don't know. I want you to understand that this is the, the, um, the point here is that we are having goals related to the process, not to the outcome. That is how you're going to get out of your own way. The, the question that you're having of like, well, you're just going to walk around those clothes. That's you being in your own way. We call that, you know, Stephen Pressfield calls that the resistance. And maybe it is you walk around in those clothes and then you take them off. The next week, you're like, all right, I got them on, I'm ready to go. And maybe then you go out and you literally just do one block. That's it. And you come back. I know that listening to this, you're going to be like, that's it? Just one block? That's nothing. Again, something will always be more than nothing. And if you were running 0% before and you actually got out the door and went to the end of the block and came back, that's 100% improvement. So that's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, as I'm going through this, Perhaps you're realizing that you're like, I need someone's help with this. Maybe that's the case. That self-awareness is paramount when it comes to this is life, in my opinion. It's one of my values, one of the things that I value. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I know that when I start having these lists and things, these things, I don't know how to, you know, put them in order of importance. Just listing it out makes me anxious. Then maybe you need to hire a coach. To help you out or ask an accountability buddy, have a friend help you with this. Knowing yourself, knowing what helps you just in general will be paramount for you succeeding in this, you know, endeavor. Again, this is, at the end of the day, there are certain things that you just have to do. So I could make probably a, you know, a 25 hour long podcast episode but you're still going to have to like actually do the things at the end of the day. So I was like, let me make this shorter and just say it, that certain things you will have to do. The important pieces, and I went in this order specifically, is that you start from the beginning of like, do I actually want this? Is this my goal? Am I shooting all over myself? Have I acknowledged my circumstances? Am I taking radical responsibility for the things that I can actually control? Do I have goals that are process-oriented as opposed to outcome-oriented? And then lastly, do I need help actually adhering to this? Do I need help breaking these things down and creating these goals? I do this. This is not a plug for my services, but it's a plug for my services. I actually wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I'm th as I'm saying that list, I'm thinking about people that I've helped in doing that, and I actually really do like breaking things down and being like, this is the task that you are going to be focused on. Because what I have seen is that people think it's not enough. They break things down and they're like, oh no, I'm going to do more. I should, I should do more. There's that word again. There's that word again. No, you are just going to do this. You're going to achieve this and you're going to celebrate this thing and we're going to make it a habit. And then we'll add something on. 
the an area another area that I've seen people you know benefit from help with is being realistic with time frames. People often are just thinking they can get more than can, thinking they can get more done and get it done quicker than they actually can. And part of this is also thinking about circumstances. You have kids, like it's life going on, like things are going to be slower than you anticipate. And that's totally fine. Something will always be more than nothing. So that last part, what I was getting at of like, you just have to do it is if you're like, yeah, I, I know that I need someone to, you know, make sure that I do it, then you need to go and ask for help with that. If you want this thing, then that may be the part, the part or the point when you just have to do the thing. At some point, there's not like a, a, you know, reasoning and rationalizing your way out of this. There's not like, oh, I can go listen to more things and break down. At some point, the rubber meets the road and you have to actually take that step and do it. Ideally, if everything else is in place from before, that little laundry list that I gave you, it will make that step easier. And if you are the type of person that would benefit from having someone hold you accountable, then you go and do that. There is no shame in that. And we see it all the time, like with workout, you know, regimens and things like that. I'm thinking about going to CrossFit. Like uh, part of the reason I went to CrossFit is because I wasn't going to do that shit on my own. No way. I loved being there. There was a community aspect like getting stronger, but there's no way that I was going to do a CrossFit style workout and go that hard on my own. So I go and I pay for that accountability. Yeah, there's other things that come with it that are awesome, but that is a big factor as well. The last thing here is fear. And that's very valid. And maybe you're scared. For me, I have no problem sitting with something until I hate it enough that I have to change. I believe that we will take action when we hate our current reality more than we fear what might happen if we change. Fear, uncertainty, that's scary. So I shouldn't say fear, uncertainty. Uncertainty is scary. And oftentimes in order to stay safe, we stay the same. When the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the fear of changing, you will do something. And that may take some time. There, you know, I worked in my physical therapy regular job for five years. I wasn't going to jump before then. I had colleagues that opened the practice after two years. And I was like, awesome. Good for you. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't have a pain point that I was trying to move away from. But by the end, and this isn't to say anything bad about my employer or anything like that. I was just not happy. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I wasn't happy with the location. I wasn't happy with being in New York City. I wasn't happy with it just those things. And I was ready for a change. I was like, I would rather go work somewhere else and just figure it out, work at Costco, you know, make, make ends meet somehow than keep doing this. Before then, it was really scary. I remember there was a time when I used to think about insurance, like my own personal insurance. I'm like, why the fuck am I thinking about this? I don't even know, folks. I literally don't even know the last time I went to the doctor. I have like the, the MD doctor. I don't fucking know. I literally have no idea. I go and get my blood work done. You know that. I go get it done on my own. I don't know the last time I went. And yet I'm sitting there, and this was however many years ago. I'm all young and healthy, and I'm like, but what about the insurance? But what about, but, 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 And that's holding me back. I had to hate the situation enough 
And again, not saying anything bad to my employer, just the situation enough where I was like, I'll figure it out. Because part of me was like, is it going to be hard to get insurance? Is it going to be a million dollars? Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. You know, like they really get you with that. I know why I felt that way. They get you with that. But I do believe that there can be value and you have to know yourself, but there can be value in the staying with something until you are so disenchanted with your current situation that that, your distaste for that, overrides and is greater than your fear about what might happen if you change. I'm looking at my notes here, and that's it. I honestly don't think that there is some super profound thing, some super profound methodology as it relates to getting out of your own way. I'm sure that, you know, maybe check out Laura Jean, that she's dietitian values. Um, I'm sure that there's like, you know, the game, the, sh- the, the game, what am I saying? The shame and the guilt. It's been a long day. The shame and the guilt aspect of things like that and, and you know, like society as a whole, as a whole that kind of plays into this. But for me, the, my goal with this episode was to kind of break down and present some tangible, actionable steps that you could implement if you're like, yeah, I want to get out of my way, I want to do this thing. Again, from the top, to me, the most important thing is do you actually want it? Not how bad do you want it, but do you actually want this thing? Or is this a borrowed goal? Are you saying that you should do it? Or have you moved on to you should be able to do it? This needs to be yours. And from there, we acknowledge the circumstances that exist And then we take radical responsibility. As we're taking radical responsibility, we remove that all or none mentality. And as I'm going through this list, folks, some things you just got to do. I think you can read a million books and that might help you. And listen, I can make more podcast episodes, but some things I do believe at a a time, certain, certain things at some point in time become a decision. You know, a decision to believe the evidence that you've generated, a decision to act in a different way at some point and there may be a lot of work that goes in before then you know decision to believe the things that people the positive things that people are saying about you a decision to believe that yeah the circumstances are affecting you and you're tired and if you're tired rest that's that's I want you to understand that so we have we're looking at circumstances, we're identifying what is outside of our control, and we're then we're saying, what is in my control? Taking radical responsibility of those things, removing that all or none mentality, and asserting that something will always be more than nothing. From there, we get technical, we get tactical, we break it down, and we have process, I love the way the Canadians say that, we have process-related or process-oriented goals, not outcome-oriented goals. The thing you want to do, that's the outcome. We have to break down the steps that actually allow for that. And that comes with literally sit and write out a list. And then we go after one thing at a time and we implement one thing and we give give ourselves time to build a habit around that thing. And we remember that something is more than nothing. If we back it up, I said much earlier, if you can give yourself 10 years to achieve a goal and not need an ROI during that time, you will achieve that goal. That's what I want you to apply to this. Give yourself that time. And then we have one step at a time and we look to habit stack. My opinion, start with the easiest of those things that you've written out. If you need help 
with writing these things out, writing the steps out. Hire someone. If you need accountability, hire someone. Ask someone. There's nothing wrong with that. And then lastly, as it relates to fear, you're not weak for that. That is, that is normal. Right? It has been my experience that we will take action when we hate our current circumstances more then we fear what will happen if we change. So for some people, they need to stay with that thing and they need to keep staying in it. My suggestion with that is if that is you and you're like, yeah, I have to stay here, do not beat yourself up during that time. That will get you nowhere. That will be of zero help. That will change nothing. Radical responsibility and self-acceptance and acceptance of, this, of situations. Being like, yeah, I need to stay in this. I don't really love it. But, it's here, but I'm here and I'm making this decision, right? We take ownership and I'm making this decision because it's safe and I value safety and there's nothing wrong with that, all right? All right, I hope this was helpful. If it did help you, shoot me a text. If it didn't help you, shoot me a text. I'd love to hear why. I'd love to hear more because, again, I am being very rational about this because this is how my brain works. Even when I have things that I need to work through and work on, this is how it, my brain operates, so I am just sharing that with you. I'm by no means saying, oh, it's easy. It's just like do this. But in the day, that's what the steps will be. How long it takes you to move through them, that's personal and up to you. And you're not behind. You're simply where you're at. It's totally fine. So if you found it helpful, shoot me a text, shoot me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Text is uh, 310-737-2345. Or uh, shoot me a, a DM at the Movement Maestro. And if you didn't like it and you're like, this wasn't helpful, cool. Let me know why. I'm not here to argue, but I, I do like hearing other people's experiences, and I am always open for podcast topics. I really love hearing from you, and I'm, I'm grateful for the two folks who reached out and were like, hey, we'd love to hear your thoughts about that. So those are my thoughts, and as always, I am endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. I appreciate that you listen. I appreciate that you reach out. I appreciate that you share the podcast. I appreciate that you ask the things. Just I am incredibly, incredibly grateful. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, maestro 